The 2023 schedule will be unveiled this evening, and while we know what opponents the Dolphins are going to have, what are some wish list items and some bold predictions for the draw the Dolphins actually get on their formal schedule? You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It's your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I'm your host, Kyle Krabs, lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast with Joe Marino. You can find us on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite Podcast. Want to give a special shout out to our everydayers who do keep it locked in here with us on a daily basis. Let's talk schedule today on the show. The Dolphins' schedule, of course, will be unveiled along with the rest of the NFL's schedule this evening. Well, we already have two of the games down. We have Black Friday against the Jets, and we have Frankfurt, Germany against the Kansas City Chiefs. Those are two road games for the Dolphins. We've got a lot of hurdles left to clear. And having looked at the opponents and the storylines and the matchups and considering how the team handled the team, how the the league handled the team last year and what the league is telling everyone their anticipation is for the Dolphins now, I kind of have some bold predictions Uh, as far as what draws Miami gets when, where uh, some of these marquee matchups are, are broadcast. So let's start with primetime games. And you think about the team last year, and they came into the year with three special occasion matchups. They had Thursday night football against the Bengals. They had Sunday night football against the Steelers. And then they had the Packers game uh, on Christmas Day. The NFL flexed Chargers and Bills in successive weeks in December into Sunday night football and Saturday night football to give you kind of five primetime premier showcase only show in town games, effectively. I think the Dolphins will equal that number with the organic schedule release. And of course, there's games that can be flexed and to be determined, and you may end up playing more than that, or if if the team is a a flop, or if an opponent that the team is anticipated to play ends up being a flop, you may get less than that. But my guess would be you'll get five only show-in-town games for the Dolphins this year. And we know two. We know two of those games. Black Friday with the Jets, that you're the only show on TV. It's not a prime time game because it's a 3.30 kick, but you're the only game on television. Makes you the only show in town. It's a special showcase it counts. Same with Germany against the Chiefs. That is a 9.30 Eastern Standard Time kickoff. Not a prime time game, but an only show in town game. With that in mind, I think you get three prime time games. You probably get some combination of Sunday night football and Monday night football for I'm guessing three more games. And you look at the schedule, I have the opponents that they're scheduled to play here on the list. You have, of course, the Buffalo Bills as a compelling game. Everybody remembers what that Ravens game was like last year. 
You have the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles on this list. There's some good matchups, some good storylines, and I think that's probably something that the league is going to take advantage of. You have Tua and Justin Herbert. You have Tua and uh, Jalen Hurts. You have Tua potentially against Bryce Young. Could that be a, a chance to sneak a game in? Uh, I, I think with the Black Friday game, I think that probably checks your box for Amazon. I would expect you won't play a Thursday night football game and a Black Friday football game in the same season. That would be my guess. Just kind of reading between the tea leaves, seeing how the league handled the Dolphins last year, they they really called upon Miami uh, to be a good draw. And the the game that flopped was the Chargers game, and that was the second of the two West Coast games in succession for Miami. So not surprised they didn't perform to the best of their ability. But that Bills game, that, that Week 15 game was a thriller. It was tied until the final play of regulation. Miami very easily could have won that football game. You could make an argument that they should have won that football game. They didn't, so it doesn't matter. But, um, yeah, I, I think the days of Miami at least for the next couple of seasons, you're getting the schedule release and be like, wow, they, they don't think anybody cares about the Dolphins. Those days are gone. Uh, and I expect you'll, you'll get a very healthy representation for the Dolphins being a show, in, in a showcase game in showcase shoes. You think about some of the weaker matchups on this roster, so if, if we're going to say, okay, let's, let's say you get five. Games that I would be surprised to find out are in that slot. Uh, Broncos, I don't think there's a lot of teeth there. Raiders, um, Panthers is one that I think the Bryce Young element is interesting, but it depends on when you play him. Do you know that Bryce Young is going to be the starter? The Panthers came out and said, uh, Andy Dalton's the starting quarterback for now. If the if the Dolphins get the Panthers early, I think it maybe loses some of the appeal, and you, you can't guarantee you're going to get Tua versus Bryce Young. We already have one Jets. I'd be surprised if they put two Jets in, in that position. Uh, Commanders, maybe the Giants. I know the Giants are kind of immune from how good or bad you are. Uh, but those are some teams that I, I don't think I would expect. So it, it's your short list is teams like the Chargers, teams like the Eagles, teams like the Bills. Uh, I think those are all very viable teams that have marketability. And of course, those games uh, in recent years have delivered, maybe not necessarily last year's Chargers game delivering, but they have historically delivered the, the first matchup between two and, and uh, Herbert was a good one. And that was in Miami. Um, Miami won, so it made it even better. Speaking of even better, if you're looking to amplify your diet, Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like candy bar. These things are high in protein, high in fiber, low in calories, low in sugar. They have 100% chocolate on all of their bars. They're absolutely positively delicious. And right now, you can visit Built.com. Get yourself a box. Get yourself a variety box. You can go to Walmart. Go to the pharmacy section, get a four-bar box. You can go to Sam's Club, get a 13-bar box. Get the big box. Have a dozen after you have one on the way home. 
whether you're looking for a meal replacement, whether you are looking for something healthy, whether you are looking for something delicious, Built can be it. It's the life hack you didn't know you needed. So head to Built.com, Walmart, in the pharmacy section, or Sam's Club, and pick yourself up a box of Built. How about travel? Obviously, we've covered this earlier in the week, but the graphic came out yesterday, and everybody kind of had the sticker shock, so we'll, we'll touch on it. The Dolphins are scheduled to have the third highest mileage of travel of any team in the NFL this season. And the Dolphins, um, they kind of have this extra baked-in advantage slash disadvantage, depending on whether or not they're home or away. All of their divisional opponents are within, like, a very small radius of one another. When you consider New England, East Rutherford, New Jersey, and Buffalo, New York. It's a very tight, congregated area to have travel for divisional games. Miami's like three hours away flight from all of those teams. So you consider you automatically your divisional games where if you are the, let's take somebody else, the Detroit Lions, right? And you got a a hop, skip, and a jump on a puddle jumper to Minnesota. And you got a hop, skip, and a jump on a puddle jumper to Green Bay, and you got a hop, skip, and a jump on a puddle jumper to Chicago, right? Your divisional travel experience is going to be a little bit less dramatic than Miami. Now, it cuts both ways because when those teams have to come down here, this is not, okay, it's a 45-minute trip. It's a little bit more of a production for your divisional games. And then you add in Miami has a West Coast trip and Miami has a Europe trip, and you understand why the Dolphins' mileage is as high as it is. And as we talked about earlier this week, you have one West Coast trip and you have one trip to Germany and everything else is in the Eastern time zone, whether you're home or away. And in a perfect world, you'd get that West Coast trip either at the very beginning or the very end of the season. So it was in isolation. The the dream scenario is you go to the Chargers and play week one, even though I'd love to see the Dolphins at home week one. And just check the box and say, okay, you know, we we don't have to reset our rhythm or our preparation in any capacity. It's out of the way. Now you just play the first half of the season. You would build up to the Week 9 matchup uh, against the Chiefs in Germany. And we're operating under the assumption. Because most of the time that's the case. For whatever reason, the Dolphins declined it when they went to London in 2021. But you'll get the bye after, immediately after the game when you go overseas. So if, if you do get the buy after the Germany game, what you end up with is, okay, it's in isolation. It's, it's, it's a healthy break after a dramatic interruption to your daily routine. And then what you end up with is everything else from your body clock perspective other than that Chargers game, home or away, the travel will exist, but the body clock will not be interrupted. Only the routine of your preparation will be interrupted. And I think that's something that, sure, you can look at how many miles the Dolphins are scheduled to take this season, 37,000 or whatever it is, and understand your divisional trips are an extra 1,000 miles of airfare versus the average divisional game. 
you have one West Coast trip, which is 3,000 miles, and you got to go to Frankfurt, which is 4,000 miles, and say, okay, like, lop all that off. I actually think from a time zone perspective, this is a, a very doable, digestible experience for the Dolphins. And my, my guess is you will get the buy in week 10, immediately after the Germany game. And I will be fascinated to see how the home and away splits uh, disperse themselves across this schedule because the Dolphins have nine home games, seven away games, and a neutral site game. And we know the neutral site is in week nine. So imagine you come off the bye and you get loaded up on home games on the back end of the of the schedule. You could really put yourself in a position where from a week 11 to week 18, if you end up super heavy with home games in that stretch, you could really fall into a rhythm. And you could get hot at the right time of year. Of course, this is all somewhat dependent upon health and availability and execution and coaching and a lot of other stuff. But good teams get hot and get go on runs late in the year. It's not about playing your best ball week one and blasting that way through and being a juggernaut for 18 games or 21 games if you want to go to the Super Bowl. Very rarely does it happen that way, right? So I think there's an opportunity here with all of the central or the eastern time zone arrangements that the Dolphins are going to have to play. If I'm building my perfect world, you get chargers either at the very beginning or the very end of the year so it can operate a little bit more in isolation you get to buy after the the germany game and ideally you get more of your home games on the back half of that stretch because that was really what hurt miami last year was you have the home game against the texans you win that football game you go to eight and three and then you have a three-game stretch where you lost all three of those games on the road, and they were brutal, tough matchups. And then from there, you have a concussion in the second or at the end of the first half, leads to three turnovers on your final three possessions. You lose a football game you shouldn't have lost, and now you're eight and seven, and you don't have your starting quarterback for the rest of the year. Just as I'm kind of come up with the script of what you would want this to look like. I think from a travel perspective, there's a lot of pathways for this to be, hey, I think this is pretty easily digestible for Miami, not including the degree of difficulty of the teams. Although I will say some of the teams that were good last year or highly competitive last year, I don't think will meet that same standard. The challenge is for the Dolphins to be one of the teams that is better than they were last season. And I think they've done a lot to put themselves in that position. Whether or not it manifests, uh, we'll, we'll get the next hurdle here in the next 12 hours or so and find out, because it is Thursday morning. The schedule comes out tonight. The last thing that I wanted to talk about was, was some of the marquee matchups and motivations that the league may have to put those games in certain junctures of the season. And, and what I would start with is this. The league has already told you with the Black Friday game and the Germany spotlight that they bet are betting on the Dolphins being a highly competitive team. 
everybody knows what everybody feels in big media about the New York Jets right now. The Buffalo Bills have won this division for several seasons consecutively. One thing that you would like to think that the league is going to want to maintain is Week 18 divisional showcases for win and in or playoff clinching or division clinching scenarios. They want a game in which there is as much on the line as possible. So I know we just got done saying, hey, you know, one of the utopian scenarios is you put Chargers at the tail end of the season. Well, if I look at it through that lens and I say you'd rather have it at the very beginning of the very end, but you acknowledge that the league is going to want divisional matchups at the back end of the season on, on the very last week, like that Jets Dolphins game where you're you're literally playing for your playoff lives and you have to clinch a game, you have to win a game to clinch. They want that. Well, that's ideal. So what combination of the three teams between the Bills, the Jets, and the Dolphins, what combination of those three teams would get that hypothetical Week 18 matchup? I think it's a compliment if the Dolphins play either the Bills or the Jets. If they gave you Patriots Week 18, it kind of felt like, ah, we're going to stash you off to the side. And that's with all due respect to the New England Patriots. But you are marginalized in a way that you have not been in, in a very long time. And whether you like it or not, you are generally perceived to be the fourth place team in this division. So if you do that, who gets the heavyweight matchup week 18? Because I think that's another clue from the league on what they think of these teams and what the outcomes might be. Obviously, you can't check all the boxes all the time because you have 18 weeks of 32 teams to co-mingle and so on and so forth. But I'll be highly interested if the Dolphins get the Patriots week 18 or if the Dolphins get one of the other two teams week 18, whether that be the Jets again or the Bills. And in a perfect world, if you're going to get one of those, you'd get them at home so you don't have to go in, what is it, the second week in January up into one of these cold weather situations. I mean, all three of them would be, uh, you'd be well served to play it at home. So that's one. Uh, we've already kind of alluded to some of the quarterback matchups, but from a storyline perspective, you do have Tua versus Justin Herbert, five and six from the 2020 class. You have Tua and Mac Jones as his heir at Alabama. You have Tua and Bryce Young, uh, the Tua versus the first Alabama quarterback or Alabama player, I believe, to go number one in the modern era of NFL drafts. But you can't guarantee that if it's a week one game. So I don't think you'll see the Dolphins play the Panthers week one. That's probably, I, I would guess, that's a middle middle or late season matchup if that's something the league cares about. Well, we've already seen that the Tua Mahomes matchup has been put into a only show in town. Tua and Jalen Hurts. Hurts, the quarterback that Tua beat out for the starting job at Alabama. Eagles are defending NFC Championship team. Dude, that, that game has to be a primetime game. I can't imagine that they would not put a national spotlight on that stage with that storyline and those two teams. 
We know Tua and Aaron Rodgers is going to be a spotlight. Do we get Tua Josh Allen? Um, how about Lamar Jackson? Obviously, Miami's had some recent success, a recent string of success against the Ravens. They're fortunate, but did what they needed to do to execute and come back and win that game early last year. It's one of the more memorable games of the season. Like, there, there's a lot of spotlight games here in which, from a storyline perspective, Miami is, is, is worth putting front row center. And, of course, the challenge is for all players, not just your quarterback, is being available all season long, and that will change some things, and the league can't bank on uh, guarantees for things midway through the season because football is a game of attrition. But I think that's the fascinating thing, and that's why I think I have the kind of conviction that I do that, hey, Miami's probably going to be very well represented in nationally broadcast games. They're probably going to get a few more primetime games like because they technically don't have a primetime game yet. It's what of those storylines are they going to choose to pluck? What are they going to choose to save for later in the season? Who are they going to choose for the Dolphins to play at the end of the year if they, assuming they do maintain the Week 18 divisional matchups? That's really fascinating to me. And I can't wait to find out what we get. What I can tell you is our next show is going to drop as soon as the schedule does. (laughs) So we will react to everything with the 2023 NFL schedule, this Dolphin schedule. We will be reacting to very shortly after the schedule itself is unveiled. So make sure you keep it locked in here on Locked On Dolphins because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. Shout out to the everydayers who are plugged in with everything that we are doing here on the show. I'm Kyle Krabs. Fins up. Keep it locked in. Make it a great rest of your Thursday. I'll be back to talk to you all again as soon as the schedule drops.